Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T, and I hope you're having a great day. In doing some research for the Debbie Collier case, I came upon a police log documenting what went down from law enforcement's perspective when they delivered a search warrant to Debbie and Steve Collier's home in Athens, Georgia. This search warrant was delivered to the Collier home on September 12th. 2022. That's just one day after Debbie Collier was found deceased at the bottom of a ravine in Tallulah Falls. If you're following this case, you may recall that Debbie Collier went missing on Saturday, September 10th after she drove 70 miles to a family dollar store in Clayton, Georgia. Collier was later found deceased on Sunday, September 11th in a ravine off Georgia 15 in Tallulah Falls. So this police log occurred on Monday, September 12th. I found the police log challenging to decipher, but here's what I can gather from it. Several people were at the Collier home when this search warrant was served at 2.49 p.m. on Monday, September 12th. The people listed as being at the Collier residence at the time include Debbie Collier's husband, Steve, Debbie's daughter, Amanda Bearden, Debbie's son, Jeffrey Bearden, Jeffrey's wife, Nicole, and two other people who share the same last name and who are in their late 20s to early 30s. I'm not sharing their names for privacy's sake. Note that Amanda Bearden's boyfriend, Andrew Geigerich, is noticeably absent from the list. I'm wondering if he was not welcome at the Collier home that day for some reason. You'd think he'd be there to support his girlfriend, Amanda, and her family. But then again, Amanda had an order of protection against him in 2021, so maybe her family just doesn't cotton to Andrew Geigerich. So the family gathered at the residence a day after Debbie Collier was discovered deceased. It would appear that Jeffrey Bearden and his wife drove from Maryland, where they lived, to Athens, Georgia, right after they heard the terrible news about Jeffrey's mother. I'm going to read the notes in the police log that I'm able to decipher. They will be in chronological order, starting from the first note when the first officer arrived at the Collier's home. Now, I'm not sure who the police wanted to hand the search warrant to. I do not think that it was Debbie's husband, Steve Collier. I think instead it was Debbie's daughter, Amanda. We do know that the home where Amanda had moved back to two days before her mother went missing was searched by law enforcement on September 14th. So that would have been two days after this search warrant was handed to somebody in the Collier home. I'm going to say end quote after each separate note. So this is the radio chatter between the various officers involved in delivering the search warrant. And I'm assuming somebody has the job of typing up the chatter that was heard. The first note reads as follows. Per Detective Black, need units ER to this location to lock this residence down until we get there, end quote. Let me just interject here that it's come to my attention that it's standard practice for the police to clear a home or building whenever they deliver a search warrant to someone inside. So this clearing of the Collier home 
is not unusual, apparently. Let's continue with the police chatter. I have four vehicles in drive-through, end quote. Note that I think the drive-through, the officer's mentioning, is perhaps a business nearby the Collier home where those officers are waiting in their cars for the signal to begin, or it could be referring to where various cars of the Collier family members are parked at the Collier home. Let's continue. I'm at the bottom of driveway, end quote. House full, end quote. House full of people. Dog ran out to me. Give us radio, end quote. Hang out outside with everyone, end quote. Clearing residence, end quote. Coming to driveway, end quote. Residence clear, end quote. Transporting one female east, end quote. Let me interject here. I think this note may be referring to the police taking one female out of the Collier home to the East Precinct, as in the police's East Precinct. And I would imagine that female would likely be Amanda Bearden, just because we know her home was searched two days later on September 14th. Let's continue. Going to EP lot, end quote. So I think that says going to the East Precinct parking lot at EP at 1900 hours, end quote. So that would mean at East Precinct at 1900 hours. Then the police log of the chatter lists five vehicles that were parked at Debbie and Steve Collier's home, the vehicle's VIN numbers, and their license plates. The list includes a Ford F-150 truck, a Toyota Camry, a Toyota Prius, a Nissan Rogue, and a Nissan Versa. Three of the vehicles have Georgia license plates. One has a Maryland license plate. I'm assuming that that one belongs to Debbie Collier's son, Jeffrey Bearden. The fifth vehicle has an Alabama license plate. Perhaps that belongs to the two people whose names I did not share, or it could belong to Debbie Collier's sister, Diane Shirley, who does live in Alabama. However, her name was not included in the list of the people who were inside the Collier home at the time. I find all these details interesting because together they begin to paint a picture of what Debbie Collier's family members did right after they learned about her death. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, now do me a favor, smash that like button, subscribe to my channel, leave me a comment, check out my merchandise, it's actually pretty cool, and I'm offering memberships now as well.